This podcast is sponsored by third-party logistics provider Kane is Able, who works with consumer goods manufacturers and their retail customers to get products to market faster and for less anywhere in the country. Kane provides solutions for labor management, warehousing and distribution, contract packaging and transportation, both asset-based and brokered. Kane improves logistics efficiency for a variety of companies, including food companies that require temperature-controlled storage and transportation. And now, on to the podcast. Driver shortage or no driver shortage, Logistics is looking for more than a few good men and women. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. Logistics is a Raleigh, North Carolina-based provider of global logistics services. Recently, it announced that it intended to hire 60 new professional truck drivers to form 30 over-the-road teams by the spring of this year. Given the chronic nationwide driver shortage, especially in long-haul service, that would seem to be a daunting task. Making things even more challenging is the fact that Longistics specializes in the movement of pharmaceuticals, which require extra care and diligence. I'm joined on this episode by Nicole Blake, Director of Human Resources for Longistics, who reveals just how the company intends to carry out its hiring plan. She tells us where the best candidates can be found, and she talks about Longistics' strategy for retaining drivers based on forging strong personal relationships with its employees. So here is my conversation with Nicole Blake. Nicole Blake, welcome to the program. Thank you. Not too long ago, Logistics put out the word that it needed 60 new professional truck drivers. Uh, what was the occasion that caused you to uh, suddenly make that decision? Well, we are fortunate enough to have um, some new business coming in that we uh, need some extra drivers, <laughs> a lot of them, actually. Um, so I think you know, the, the business is there, and uh, we need the drivers. Good position to be in, huh? That's right, especially in these days. What are your requirements? What do you look for in a driver? So um, we are really looking for professional drivers who will represent us well. Um, you know, as far as stats go, we like people to have at least two years of over-the-road experience. And most of our operations is teams, um, which presents its own challenge. So we do like people who have teamed up before. Just, you know, it's a different culture when you have somebody else with you versus when you're driving solo. So if they've had um, team experience, that's great, too. Um, you know, a clean background, no felonies, uh, misdemeanors, moving violations. We want to make sure that uh, safety is first so that they have you know, not a lot of speeding tickets or that type of thing. 
Um, also looking for people who have clean CSA scores. Um, customer service is very big for us, so we want somebody that's going to um, yeah, work with the customers, work with us, present themselves professionally. We have a uniform program, that type of thing. Um, and someone that truly enjoys driving. I think that's a big part that we look at, too. Um, there are some people that might get into the industry and kind of jump around, but we're, we're looking for the drivers that are looking to stay put and be part of our family. Okay, so you have high standards, as you must. We do, uh, yes. <laughs> but uh, we all know that uh, there's been a supposed driver shortage for as yes. long as anyone can remember. So when you yeah. put out the word for 60 professional new uh, truck drivers for your company, what did you think was going to happen? What kind of a response did you think you were going to get? Well, you know, I would have loved to have shown up and had people beating down my doors for these jobs. <laughs> um, unfortunately, that's not always how it turns out. We have seen things pick up for sure. And we've also added on some solo um, uh, runs, which we don't typically have. So I've seen that pick up more than I have seen the, the team part. Like I said, the team part is a little bit harder to do. But, um, you know, we are averaging four to six teams a month that we're hiring in. I would, we need to triple that, to be honest. Um, but it's just it's a challenge. There really is a shortage out there. Yeah, but you were realistic. You knew you were going to be up against a little bit of a challenge in, in, in finding all those drivers. You weren't all starry-eyed thinking they were going to beat down your no. door to work for logistics. No, not at all. But we've, we have tried to get creative. We started a training program. Um, you know, for those who are uh, particularly, we would love to get those who have maybe been in the military, have driven the, driven in the military, and gotten their CDLs and hooking them up with a seasoned trainer that's been with logistics for a while and having them drive together. Um, I think it's a win-win for both of us. It, it gives us a chance to have another team out there, and it gives the uh, newer trainee a chance to get some of that experience that all these trucking companies are looking for. So creativity has to come into play, too, um, and we're, we're getting ready to kick that off. So what kind of response did you get when you made put out this announcement? Um, we have probably had um, five to ten new drivers start since since then. Mm -hmm. So uh, not the 60. Yeah, well, you're getting there, I suppose. But, I mean, in terms of, like, the numbers of people who actually responded, I imagine that with your right. high standards, you're not going to take anyone who just shows up. But right. uh, was there a larger field of potential candidates than you – were you able to pick and choose? Could you be picky? Yes, we have. We definitely have been able to pick and choose. You know, I probably talk to 30 drivers a day, and out of that, we probably have one to three that actually pan out. How would you characterize the driver situation now versus just, I don't know, a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago? As I said before, it's been a problem for so long. How bad is it or how serious is the shortage right now, if indeed you want to even call it that? Yeah, I would absolutely call it a a problem. You know, I think there's there's an, what I have seen over the last couple of years is people aging out. So we had an older population that are now retiring and, and that's great, but there aren't enough fresh, there's not enough fresh blood coming into the industry um, for whatever reason. I have my thoughts on that too, but you know, there's not as many um, people coming in. So that, and then you add on top of that, the competition between, you know, oh, you know, this person has a better signing bonus or this person has a better equipment. So it's very competitive. And so a big part of recruiting is also the retention. Um, and, and we tend to spend a lot of time on the retention part here at Logistics. That's really because I can recruit all day, 
but if I'm, you know, recruiting and then losing people on the back end, then it's a wash. So we, we try to stay out of that situation. We've been hearing for years that uh, one of the potentially competitive industries for truck driving is the construction industry. Supposedly, the same candidates that can drive trucks also like to work in construction. And when that industry is strong, they just as soon take jobs there. Is that true? Can they move back and forth between those two industries that easily? I personally haven't seen that for what we do because we're really looking for people who are over the road, who have gone, driven 48 states. Um, Now, I will say maybe more for like local driving or delivery driving, I could see that. Um, And that's also the pull, I'm sure, for the construction jobs is you're not really traveling the same that you would if you were a truck, you know, over the road truck driver. Um, But we haven't seen that um, here, thankfully. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, obstacles we've heard to attracting candidates and over the road is simply the idea that, you know, drivers don't like to be away from home that long. That's right. Which That's is, right. you know, by definition, what you got to do to be a long haul driver. Uh, would you right. call that the biggest obstacle to attracting talent out there? Yeah, I think that is probably up there at the top three. Um, You know, that's why we always love to hire veterans because they tend to already be in the mindset of being away from home. Um, and, uh, and, you know, going out and supporting your family and then, and coming back. So that's why the military piece has that extra advantage. But yeah, we hear that a lot. I mean, people want to balance between, you know, being able to support their families and also being able to be a part of their, your family's lives. So, you know, we're, we're blessed that our drivers aren't going out months at a time. You know, we try to get them home several times a month. So that does help us, but I do, if I ever have a local position available, meaning, you know, they're home every night, those positions goes, go much quicker than the over-the-road. You say it's one of the top three. What would be the other two or what would be some other uh, challenges that make it difficult to find drivers? Sure. I think for us, the team piece is very difficult. Um, we have more people out there who want to run solo than they do want um, as a team. Um, and I would say just the competition of it, just being competitive in your pay. And it's not just about pay anymore. You know, it's also your equipment and the technology that you're using. Do we have electronic logs? Do you have satellite tracking? Do you have Wi-Fi? Do you have hotspots? Um, how, how are we communicating with, with our drivers? Is everything on paper or is it electronic? Can You know, since they're out there, um, signing bonuses, those can range from everywhere, quarterly bonuses. So, I mean, some of it is the financial side of it, but others is um, how are they communicated with, with our technology, with our equipment, what's the downtime, how long do they have to wait to get a load, how long do they have to wait to get a load back. Um, I think that all plays into it as well. Yeah, just to be clear, are they driving your trucks or are these owner-operators? No, we do not have any owner-operators at Logistics. They are all companies. So that yeah. makes it a little bit more attractive for them because of the life of an owner-operator these days, it seems, is oh. a pretty difficult one. Yeah, I can't even imagine how expensive it just between fuel and equipment and yeah so yeah our and you know our owners have done a really great job of keeping up with the best possible equipment um and the technology as well i think that's important so they're driving pretty good rigs that's that's got to be a, a, a little bit of a, of a of a plus for them working for you folks yes that's one of the biggest selling points to be honest you want to talk about retra- attracting new drivers all you got to do is put out a team in a, a brand new Volvo, <laughs> yeah. um, and 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 they go to the truck stops, and I get calls immediately from that. And so we just went through switching out, um, getting new equipment, and so I've seen an increase in calls just based off of that. 
What about gender? We all know that truck driving has long been uh, almost the exclusive domain of men. Are there women out there who are doing these jobs these days? Absolutely. Yeah. And we actually have a lot of husband and wife teams, which we love. Those tend to be the ones that um, stay a little bit longer because, one, they've got the double income and they're making really good money. And uh, they don't mind being out uh, a little bit longer because they're together. And then they, um, you know, get to share a smaller space together. I don't know if every husband and wife team could, could <laughs> handle was, that. I but... <laughs> was going to say that could be a little bit of a challenge. For... <laughs> That's right. But, um, you know, I, the, the, we have a, a family, a husband and wife team that have been with us for going on 14 years. So, you know, it, I, I think that is a sweet spot for us if we could get husband and wife teams. But we do. We have other females. Um, not as many, of course, but and we have some that draw, you know team up with other females and or, or they'll team up with other men. So, yeah, I think um, I think that's changing a little bit. Do sometimes you get women coming from the military? Um, I haven't seen that lately. Um, not for driving positions, not yet. Mm-hmm. I'd love to though. That would be great. Certainly, certainly an idea. Uh, yeah. But, uh, how, how how common is the husband wife uh, team situation? Is that still pretty rare though? Um, you know, we used to have, I think it's, it's changing a little bit. Um, we, we get a lot of calls more so for maybe the husband has been driving for a while and, you know, the wife didn't want them to be gone anymore. So they decided to get their CDL and, um, go out with them. I, I hear that story a little bit more versus the female was the one who wanted to be the professional driver and, and brought her husband along. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it's a rarity. I think it's more common than people think. Um, and, and that's a great scenario for us. Hey, I want to take a moment to tell you about Kane is Able, our podcast sponsor. Kane is Able delivers logistics solutions that are specially designed for consumer goods companies and their retail customers. Kane attacks the key drivers of inefficiency in the retail supply chain. To address high labor costs, Kane's innovative workforce management solution spikes labor efficiency 10 to 20 percent while improving performance. To bring down final delivery costs, Kane's retail consolidation solution combines your freight with other Kane customers to slash those delivery costs 20 to 35 percent. And, to address your need for a flexible, adaptive distribution capability, Kane's coast-to-coast network of shared distribution campuses provides the infrastructure you need while paying only for the space and services your volumes require. Whether your need is distribution, packaging, or transportation, remember, Kane is able. And now, back to the podcast. Another trend we hear about is the shift away from long haul to local and regional trucking as a lot of companies increase the number of their distribution centers, like, say, for instance, Amazon, putting regional DCs all over the place, thereby cutting down on truck distances. And I'm wondering if that sort of challenges you in terms of a a smaller field of potential drivers who can still do those long haul uh, situations. Yeah, that is definitely one of that part of that competition bucket with people who want to either, you know, be home every night or be home every other every couple of nights or even every weekend. Um, 
So I think that's a good strategy for those who can handle that, but, you know, it doesn't work for our, for our situation. Yeah. Not to mention intermodal must create a bit of a competitive challenge, that's too, right. because that that's takes right. over the long-haul aspect, puts it on the rail, and leaves the trucking to the short haul. That's right. That's yeah. right. Does that yeah. cause logistics itself to rethink its own operations? I mean, do you folks sometimes think that you could maybe shift to a different model, or is this the model that you need to maintain in order to meet the needs of your customer base? Yeah, I think that the the Longs have done a really good job of becoming um, very specialized in what we do and what we haul. So I think, you know, this this year in August will be our 30th year of being in operation. So I think after 30 years, they are very clear about um, – you know, what venue we want to be in, <laughs> and they've done a really good job at that. So I think for us, you know, we're always looking to expand our business and, and that type of thing, but it's still going to be in within the same um, niche that they're looking at, that they're looking at. What would you call logistics sweet spot in terms of types of products hauled and types of customers that you specialize in? We do mostly pharmaceuticals. Well, that boy, that's a really challenging industry. That requires yeah. a, a <laughs> lot of a lot of care, a lot of security. Uh, what are some of the issues there? Is that getting tougher these days because of new regulations on the movement of well, pharmaceuticals? Absolutely. You know, I think our, the three S's that we always push here are safety, security, and service. And and Dwayne Long, our owner, is you know, anytime you meet him, if a driver meets him, he is asking them, what are our three S's? So, you know, our drivers, all of our employees realize the security piece is huge. Um, you know, we're not talking about uh, – we're talking about very expensive product and um, you know we don't exactly advertise what we're our routes and what we're doing and, and that type of thing so keeping the security we're blessed that we haven't had uh, recently any any issues with that and you know safety as well making sure our drivers are safe but they they do our drivers do have to do different things that you know we're not hauling produce they can't stop within the first 200 miles and and that type of thing so we're very um, tight-lipped about certain things, and we, we try to keep things confidential, and that truly is for the safety and security for our customers and for our drivers. You do an international division as well. Tell me a little bit about what your requirements are, are for drivers on that side. That is right. We um, we have a foreign trade zone. Um, we have two of them, and um, that really, to be honest, I haven't gotten too involved with the foreign trade side, but we do that in warehousing, and that's a whole different division. Um, I tend to stay on the transportation side. Um, but that's that's booming as well. Okay, so hiring drivers is one challenge. Keeping them is another. Yes. <laughs> what do you do in order to retain your drivers? Oh, goodness. Well, I think we have an advantage being that we're not um, a, a very large trucking company uh, where people become just a number. I mean, we really do try to keep that family feel where we know everyone's, you know, everyone's names, we know about their families, uh, we know about their situation, so we try to, I want to say cater to them, but but we know when they have things going on, we're able to work around that. Um, communication is huge. So not just, you know, obviously dispatching and making sure that they're going where they need to go on time and, and that type of thing for our customers, but also just communication about what's going on in the organization, what's going on with their benefits, what's changing, uh, what they need to know. And, and we've done a really good job of, um, this year, upgrading our technology where we now have a portal where they can view all of our company information, anything that's going on on their smartphone or their laptop or their iPad or in the driver's room when we have a computer available. So getting things from, you know, being on paper to putting it out there on the web because 
you know, they're all on their phones or laptops. They're away from home. That's what they do to communicate with their family. So um, I think that's been really helpful in, in getting people in the loop of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the equipment is huge. You know, a driver wants to be in a truck that is clean, functional, doesn't break down, has all the bells and whistles. And um, I think, like I said, we just had a chance to, to do some upgrades. And I think that has, that makes a really big part for retention. Yeah. Um, you know, adding new business is big, too. You know, the, the more lanes that you can have, different runs, more miles for drivers, I think that gets them excited and, and that's what keeps them. Um, and, you know, back to that driver relations part, just making sure you're checking in on the teams, you're consistent, um, you know, you're meeting the needs of their family and their home times and just creating that relationship. Our owners have done a fantastic job of being available and visible. And, you know, Dwayne and Pat went out a couple of weeks ago to our Olive Branch site and, you know, came in and took all the drivers out to breakfast and, you know, gave out gift cards and just, just a personal relationship with them. And I think, you know, not every driver can say they know the owners of their company and they see them regularly. So I think that helps us retain people. What kind of turnover do you have and how does it compare with the rest of the industry? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I think we're right along there with the industry. It's high. It's higher than we we would want it to be. Um, But, you know, I don't think we're any different than any other trucking um, uh, place. I I do think we tend to keep our our husband and wife teams longer than we do if we partner up a team that might not have known each other. So I think the turnover is higher for those people. So if someone comes together like we just hired a group of cousins, um, or brothers, they tend to stay longer than um, you know two strangers in, in theory meeting each other. Yeah, you know, you say the you say the driver the driving population in general is aging out. I would have thought that younger drivers would be more willing to do the long hauls, the uh, away from homes because they have not yet got families and they might not even be married, and so they would be more open to that. Is that not the case? Right. Well, we have some of that, but you know, you're talking about, I mean. Just technically, you're talking, you know, between the 20s and 30s, um, where, again, we're looking for people who have experience. So maybe they might be too green in their um, in their career. And then when you start getting a little bit older than that, then we tend to, to see people who are just having children and, you know, want to be home for their, their children and families and that type of thing. So, you know, I think there's a... Um, there's a spot in there that works, but, um, you know, and then, and then on the back end, you tend to find people who, you know, maybe their kids are going, you know, in high school or college and they, they have a little bit more flexibility as well. Mm. So, I mean, so it's it the middle range, part that's sure. difficult then. It yeah. is. It, it is that middle range, um, uh, which is understandable. Yeah. So how big is your fleet and how many drivers do you have right now? Well, we fluctuate. Um, we've been a lot bigger and we've been a lot smaller, um, but we're looking to triple um, so, you know, we're, we're, I would say we're mid-sized. So when you say triple, you mean that you, you mean that 60 professional drivers you had maybe 20 before and you're looking to get three times as more or, or, or uh, no, we player? definitely have more than 20 drivers now, but I would say, you know, we're probably in that lower to mid-size, um, uh, group. You know, you mentioned uh, pharmaceuticals, which of course do require a high degree of security, but then so does all trucking these days. And there's right. so much more technology out there now to track not only the vehicle, but the driver's performance almost on a minute by minute basis. Right. I wonder, um, do you employ some of that more sophisticated type of monitoring technology, both for the vehicle and the driver? 
We do. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. We always know where they are. We even know if they, you know, if they have a hard break, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, we get a notice, we get a, a, a message sent to us and immediately we're able to call the driver and say, what happened? You know, were they in an accident or did they, why, you know, what was the reason for the, the quick stop? Um, so yeah, anything that they're doing, we're, we're able to track, which, you know, is helpful for us because then it helps us to, to uh, track their performance and their safety um, but it also helps us with equipment issues too, to to kind of see um, how how are people using the equipment, how, how could we be using the equipment better, that type of thing. From a driver's perspective, it's really nice that they're able to to message us, um, you know, scan their documents. Um, you know, it, it it's it's a very convenient way of communicating instead of always being on the phone. So the drivers don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I think the ones that feel like maybe they have something um, <laughs> that would keep them from being safe might. You know, I've, he- I've heard one person say it feels very big brotherish, um, But you know what? That's life. You can't even walk outside these days without being videotaped on a street corner. I mean, it, we're just in that kind of age. And I think if you're going to take a position that's in a company's truck and equipment, then you have to be willing to do the things that, you know, we put in place to monitor that comes with it's a not, job. We're huh? not, yeah, we're not trying to spy on anyone. We're trying, ultimately trying to make sure they are safe and everyone around them are safe, is safe. So how long do you think it's going to take you to get up to that uh, target of 60 new drivers? You say you're kind oh, of it's on, gonna, on it's the way. It's going to take a while. <laughs> no, we're definitely working on it. I would love to say next quarter we'd be able to hit that. But, you know, I'm realistic to say it's probably going to take a couple of quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with a new training program, the more we can get out there and work with um, the military, we've, we've got some uh, – we just participated in a hiring event at Fort Bragg. We're looking to do um, some more things like that. Um, you know, word of mouth, having the new equipment out there, I think will really help us. And, you know, we're also blessed that uh, Dwayne and Pat Long are very connected within the industry and within the community. So – the more they're out there as well. I just think it raises awareness about the fact that transportation is a great career. I don't think people realize how lucrative it actually can be. Looking ahead beyond 2014, do you, do you see the potential for even more growth and the need for even more drivers? Absolutely. I don't think we're ever going to stop needing drivers, which means I need to eat my Wheaties. So um, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I, I think there's more business out there for us. And I think the limiting factor is having enough drivers, having enough qualified professional people that um, can operate this equipment and who want to take on that commitment of being away and, and, um, and doing all those things. But they make a great living at it. So, yeah, I think growth is definitely there for us. And yet you think uh, we'll probably always be dealing with this shortage, driver shortage problem to some extent into the foreseeable future? I do. I definitely think it's it's unfortunately here to stay. But, you know, that's part of... Um, you know, why we try to stay involved and, and do things with the North Carolina Checking Association and just raising awareness as much as possible. Well, Nicole Blake, thank you so much for helping us to get a snapshot of uh, logistics and its uh, new new driver hires. Congratulations on your company you. growth and your success in attracting drivers in a very difficult environment. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much. Hey, a final word from our sponsor, Kane, is ABLE, delivering comprehensive logistics solutions for supply chain execution, including labor management, warehousing and distribution, contract packaging, and transportation. To learn more, visit kaneisable.com. That's K-A-N-E, 
www.thepowerofisable.com or call 888-356-CANE. You've been listening to my conversation with Nicole Blake of Logistics. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Bob Bowman, Managing Editor of Supply Chain Brain. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch nearly 2,000 videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter, at SC Brain. See you next time.